No, don't. I already don't <laughs> like what you're typing into Google. Fucked yet. up Latin <laughs> prose. You think this is that a, a search you've made before? No. I don't <laughs> think. He, I don't Why think is Robert Juni Jana? Latin. <laughs> We're sorry. Jones. Why is who? Robert Donald Jr. Robbie Juni Jana. Robbing your vagina. Robbing your vagina. Do you want to hear the Latin joke? <laughs> yes, I do. Go ahead. I don't get it. <laughs> Go for it. Tom Loridi Matris Tue Dentis Sud et I Magis Oe Neurones Domosint, which translates to Your mama's teeth are so yellow, they're more golden than a Nero's horse house. <laughs> Who's Barney and why is he still in the title? Can you figure it out? We're off to a comedic high. Tams stulta mata tuest ut idus esse interdir digimo matidae putit. Your mama's so dumb she thinks the idea's on the third, the 13th of the March. Eyes. The eyes. Oh, I'm not good at reading. <laughs> I don't have my glasses. I'm impressed that there is actually Latin humour that someone's written. It ruins the delivery. No, your delivery ruins the joke. In Latin, instead of saying I love you, you don't say anything because it's a dead language. Nothing. I think that's beautiful. Just shut the fuck up. I don't know what that was. Well, you 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 went between the quote and the comment without... It's hard thing. to read in Latin. It's hard oh. to read normally. <laughs> Does anyone else find that like all the letters become squiggles and they like change places when I look at them? Nope. Just, just, just me. How did you end up a quail bell? I have no idea. Drunken rant for fuck's sake. Wednesday night, by Helen Georgia Stoddard. Ah, uh, this is shit. This is fucking shit. This is the this is the good start. Do you reckon when the girls come, I can get them to bring in a drink for me? Why did you drink all the off wine? Pretty much done. Pretty much done. Oh, you're gonna be boring on this one. Well, I'm a little bit tired. I apologize. We can be we can be good as long as there's a thing that's interesting. That's right, you slapped me in the face. We did slap each other in the face to try and wake you up. <laughs> Do you want another one? You still have a mark, man. You hit me hard. I I know. Not I didn't intend time, to. Is it? It's not the first time. I, I could hit on the other way. side, and then it just looks like you have like a balanced, <laughs> balanced rosiness. You're two a brute cheeks. of a man, but I was the victim and the enabler. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's very sad. As all domestic violence cases. Yeah, are. that's that's very sad. <laughs> it's very sadomasochistic. Yeah. Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. We're early this week. It's, uh, it's refreshing. There's daylight outside. <laughs> refreshing Weirdly. bullshit. You look like shit. And well, sounds so. I mean, the theory boring. would be that I'd be more awake now than normal later ones, but I don't know. I'm more awake in the evening anyway. Yeah. Because you wake up in the morning, and waking up in the mornings is really hard, and you wake up and. And you think, ah, oh, I wish I could just stay in bed all day. And then as you go on throughout the day, you 
get less tired, I find. And then by the time you need to go to bed, you're like, I don't want to go to bed. I don't. I just want to stay up. And then you're like, well, what Father about Christmas tomorrow when you're going to be tired again? Oh, fuck that guy. He whinges a lot. The point at which I go to bed and the point at which I wake up are the two opposite sides of me. Do you think that you never go to bed feeling like I was ready for this? I really don't ever want to go to bed. I don't want to. I want to do something. I'm happy to do. I'm happy to like gently fall asleep without me knowing, which is often how it happens. <laughs> I, I just suddenly realize I've been sleeping for hours. That's how you do it. Like sleeping's such a weird thing. I was thinking about it the other day. It's like you just humans just at when the when the sun goes down, humans just go and recharge. Yeah. And I mean, like, like when the sun's out, if you looked at the Earth and from like a international space station and you look at the dark part of the Earth, you'd be like, the humans are recharging now. Mm. It like, is strange. I mean, that's one of those relatively convincing arguments against um, intelligent design. Like, why would we be built with such an obvious flaw where every day we have to lie still unprotected for eight hours? You know, it's, uh, it's, we spend a third of our lives asleep. You do. I don't. About an eighth. Does that make you feel an eighth? Yeah. You can't possibly sleep for only three hours a day. I'm very tired. That explains a lot, actually. Like what? Why my you're ability so to tired. read Latin? <laughs> you're, you're diminishing Latin um, <laughs> speech. Mm. Yeah. The um, I have an app which I use for an alarm, and it records the sleep over the night, and then. I had that. Yeah, the sleep cycle alarm clock, but the, it doesn't work. It works for me. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Placebo. It make you but think. If it, it works. works for placebo, then it still works. Oh, okay, but um, I heard that you should you should sleep in nine, 90 minute cycle, so you shouldn't really get eight hours sleep. You should get like seven and a half, or nine. Well, I'm I don't get eight hours sleep exactly. How often? How much do you sleep do you get? Know. It varies. Probably between seven thirty. I probably got seven thirty today. You got up at seven thirty. No, I got seven and a half. Ah. Uh. Um, and probably nine. Yeah, it's heaps. Yeah, well, obviously on days when I've had nine hours sleep, I feel like I'm rested. Do you? Yeah. I had the best sleep I ever had the other day. Ever? Yeah. Why? I had like four Valiums or something. Wow. So I woke up and I was just like... Four Valiums is ready a lot of Valiums. Go. I know, the first two didn't really do anything. Or maybe they worked so well you didn't well, even I had notice. To, I had, <laughs> after 15 minutes, I was like, these are doing nothing. So I took another two and I was out. Yeah. And then you had the best sleep of your life. So yeah. they were probably doing something. Mm-hmm. I would encourage you to not regularly take that much Valium. But I've never had such a good sleep and never felt so refreshed. I've never gotten so little done on so much sleep. You've never got so little done and so much sleep. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't even know how to process that. I didn't do anything. Like, you're really. saying you're extra resourceful with your sleep, or that you normally sleep, but are sort of also doing things on the side. I woke like, up and did nothing. Really refreshed. Oh, yeah. okay. You woke up and then spent the entire day doing nothing. Yeah. On a lot of sleep. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Did you have a spa bath? 
Not with bath. No. Don't Did like you baths. light a candle? You don't like baths. No. Do you? Actually, yeah, I don't really like baths. Either. Baths are gross. I love showers, but baths, you're sort of soaking in your own filth. You are. It's gross. And it just sits I feel like there. I'd need to wear underwear in the bath. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Just because it I gross would myself float out. around otherwise? Um, it's not very buoyant, mine. <laughs> I don't think. So you're just like, yeah, don't, need, don't want to deal with this right now. <laughs> let's, uh, let's keep some underwear on. Let's not even it. bathers. I just type it. I just tape it to the back of me. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. What Good. We... Uh, welcome, welcome to, to Deep Thoughts. You go. This is a uh, podcast where we discuss important issues and non-important issues. Um, Nick tries to correct me on things and improve me as a person. Uh, and I just try to give my best. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a new catchphrase. Okay. Should we say it at the same time? Is it the rape one? It's a No. No, it's not that one. No. We would definitely we squeeze that in no, at we, some point. No, you can't squeeze any sort of rape in. Um, <laughs> I think no, you no. you have no, to. Move. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Do you remember how rapey our early podcasts were? And so then we moved, very rapey. And then we moved away from that. We got so, so good at avoiding that as a topic. So let's if you have to practice not to talk about rape, you're still... That fucked up little person. boy inside. Yeah. What's but the we... most fucked up sexual experience you've had? <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, let's move this past that. week's topic no, is that's Nick's that's sexual that. trauma. Yeah. It's, uh, We're going to talk about movies that. today, right? If you'd like. Let's do movies. Don't say it like that. I don't know. Gonna, if I have this anything. turns out to be an interesting one, which it won't, then you'll blame me. No. Wait. If you... If this turns out to be an interesting one, I'll be happy. Because I feel like we've delivered to our regular listeners an enjoyable experience. For 35 fucking weeks. Yeah. I don't know why I got angry then. No, I'm not sure either. But are you just annoyed that you haven't got the recognition? And to be fair, a lot of the early weeks were not enjoyable experiences. I found them enjoyable. Well, you were part of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they were externally enjoyable. I'm my own harshest critic. It's true. You've been often known to be that. The uh, movies. Let's just talk about movies for a bit. Get this over with. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Um, I am Nick, by the way. This is Michael sitting opposite me. Mick and Nick. That's the two of us. We're two. Takes two to tango. Mickey Nicky show. Takes two to foxtrot and do the do the tango. Do the twist. Takes four to limbo. And two to mando. (laughs) To mando tomato. That was a Fonzie reference. Really? Fonzie. I don't know any sort of happy days. Do you know the MASH theme song? Yeah. Do you know the MASH theme song? No. I'm going to play this for you. Can we play the MASH theme song? Yeah. Wait, it's going to blow your mind though. Uh, I'm sure a few people have heard this, right? But Dan showed me this. So, what is the... Alright, so this is the MASH theme song, but this is the original song that they took it from, right? Let's turn this up. That might be loud. No, it won't. That might be loud. Just wait for it to buffer. Yeah. Just takes a bit to buffer. So this should take a little bit to buffer. If you just hit 
play? It's, I think it's a browser issue. <laughs> Don't you think? I'm loving this, this segment. Why wouldn't it play? <laughs> oh, that's fucked. Alright, well, fuck it. This, this is what happened to me last time, though, when, um, when my... When my Chrome wasn't updated enough, you know. Updated. Chrome is up to date. <laughs> Excellent. Just drag the drag the bar to the middle of it. Oh my god, I can't believe that this is what we've done for the past minute. <laughs> Come on, asshole. You'll just edit it. <laughs> just cut out this middle bit. I don't know if I could be fucked at <laughs> editing this bit this week. I edited out okay. five minutes last week. Yeah, they don't deserve it. Anyway, they can just put up with this nonsense. <laughs> so, so can you tell the the story of what you're trying to say? Sure. Before? So we're going to talk about movies, and we're going to segue into it because uh, through TV. Okay. Right. The first thing I'm going to bring up is the Mash theme song. Yes. Now, Mash is a comedy show. It had some dramatic elements. Uh-huh. I never watched it. I always hated it. I always, it always get. I had an. It was a negative connotation to uh, Mash that I had. Because I'd come home from school and I always hated the shows that were on when I was home from school. Weren't they all kids shows and that sort of stuff at about uh, four o'clock? I hated them. But this not wasn't because, a kids show. Not because. What about Amazing? <clears throat> it was the four thirty programming. Four thirty programming that I hated. I hated Amazing. Why? Yeah, because it's shit. You got and to also, run the maze. Just, it just made me think of just like being home at school, and I was like not very happy. You know, just coming home from school and stuff. Why were you not happy coming home from school? Surely you should have been happy because school was over. I was never allowed to watch TV and stuff, so I, I would need to, like, do my work, and it was always really depressing. So why does that make you hate MASH? Because, because I, you would never like have been able to watch it anyway. Association. But surely you would have wanted to watch MASH. It's like a soundtrack. It was like... Oh, it was a soundtrack you of you have to homework being... now. Okay, I can understand. And my hi- the highlight of my thing was dinner. All right, so this is going to be the. Uh, I'm going to play it for everyone here. All right, so this is the Mash theme song. So you know, what, sing the Mash theme song. I don't you know. know. I really don't know it. I really have no recognition of it. I've, I've never. Really I've honestly never watched. Well, Mash. this is the original song. Okay. So it's the. The weird thing is, it's it's a comedy show, yeah. but this is the original song, right? I'm just gonna play a bit of it. pretty dark yeah it's a very dark song it's not written for the show but that's no. what they took it from weird yeah that's kind of cool kind of cool but now now because i don't know the mash theme song anyway i'm gonna have to go and listen up to the real one and well, yeah, it the... only really works if you know the mash theme song because yes. if that's the first thing that you hear then you're yeah. gonna hear it so but yeah so kind of... what we're saying is effectively that was <laughs> 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 and also 
it's a thing, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have heard about well, it. Well, I'm, I'm glad that others will enjoy that. Well, you went to see Interstellar this week, and I was jealous. I did. So I just thought we should just talk about some films yeah. and stuff, because we both, we both watched like them. films. Or yeah. You don't really like... You're writing a film, yeah, and yet you don't really love the medium itself. No, that's not true. I do like films. I just I find it hard to go and see films with regularity. Right. Um, I find I'm much more, um, at the moment, I'm inspired and challenged by TV shows than I am films. Yeah. Um, which is not to say that when I see something like Interstellar or, um, you know, Birdman or something, which is really interesting... Um, that I don't appreciate it at all. It's just I, I find the, um, the long form of television a more satisfying thing at the moment. And it's kind of blending now, anyway. It is uh, very much. Which is like it is becoming TV is becoming more like Cinematic, film. You yeah. probably couldn't say. I mean, there there is still something for me. I hope I hope that cinema, as I know it, and I might just end up being like a grumpy old man going, oh cinema. It should just be a ninety-minute movie, and you yeah. know, but um, and I obviously don't mean just a ninety-minute movie. Cause, yeah. yeah. But um, I think the performance, the theater, the theatrics of going to a film, yeah. are still really well. It's nice. the, the descendant of theater. You know, everyone in an auditorium as a yeah. crowd watching a stage, basically. But the yeah. stage is is a screen now. Yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, I know that's not the point you're making, but I don't really like theater. It's too... Because you can't... I like things that are ultra-realistic. They're my favourite things. Mm. So you find the artifice of theatre... Yeah, because it has to be by its nature. It has to be grand. Impressionistic, yeah. And uh, larger than life. I don't don't really respond to that very well. Yeah. And also, theatre people, I don't know, they're just kind of dicks. Not always. I find that most people... But if you're... If you're in an environment where you have to operate at that higher level, you know, on the stage, yeah, then it's probable that you um, are a little bit more larger than life off stage as well. Yeah, but it's not larger than life. Like, it's like, I don't know. I've never really met someone who's really into theatre or does theatre or is involved in theatre production that I've really liked. But is that a representative sample of theatre people? Yes, why? Like six people. Six. I'm sure there's some, some of them might slip through the cracks. Mm. But well, what, I mean, have you met um, movie people? Oh, yeah, I love movie people. Yeah. They're my type of people, man. So, I mean, well, you, yeah. you, you might find that all the people that work on movies are dicks. No, they're not. <laughs> How do you know? Because I've met one. So you've met one that you like from movies. Didn't even like him. Didn't even like him. No. What's your favourite movie? I think we've been through that. Oh. Um, favorite movie is tough. Never heard of it. Um, terrible. <laughs> um, I like Eternal Sunshine a lot. I like nice. Little Miss Sunshine a lot. Nice. I like Sunshine a lot. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sunshine on Leith. It was terrible, actually. I didn't like that film. Oh, I didn't mind it. Sunshine Cleaning. Sunshine Cleaning didn't see, actually. Well, it's good. You liked Don't Kerry Russell. It. Very forgettable. Kerry Russell. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Who's uh, your favourite filmmaker? Is there anyone that you draw inspiration from in your own art um, of podcasting? My podcasting arts. Not consciously. I mean, I admire Christopher Nolan for... I mean, like there is a... Oh, I won't, I won't talk about the specifics of Interstellar, but Interstellar is an, a very out there ambitious film really I've like heard that's it's a, very ambitious yeah. it's a three hour film which is so rooted in actual space travel physics awesome that when they were modelling things like black holes yeah and they used the supercomputers to do the CGI of like the light bouncing around the black holes it was done with such um, accuracy but and how do you power know? this is because this just, is the, the heard... story yeah ah. this was the new york times profile that i read of it ah. but basically they they were generating the imagery of these black holes to such precision and based on actual calculations that nasa has gone back to look at the cgi and examine the way some of the lights interacting with each other because it could reveal things about the science that's depressing for nasa <laughs> well i mean if they if, if someone's like, spending 100 million dollars doing this nasa's like uh, can we uh we borrow that. Can we get a copy of that? Uh, why? That, that, uh, just, that Interstellar? Just some research. A couple of the guys want to see it. Do you know the... Um, uh, using it for uh, for actual uh, technology? Space? No. No, no, no. no, no. no we no, do no, our no, own no. thing. We, I mean, we we, definitely, I'm pretty sure we told them I, how it works. I just saw a calculator the other day, so I know that we're, <laughs> we're doing something. You know, uh, so black holes are uh, like... Uh, so like they're, they're like round things here. Uh, what was that? Year? Year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, does the net, like blow, do you know the name Kip Thorne? Things, yes. Is that a person that Kim Thorne? Kip Thorne. Don't know. Okay. Who I, yeah, I thought there was a uh, a science well, person that you were reading a book of recently, and it wasn't him, obviously. Joe Macau Takju. Oh, Taka. Taka Hachi. Yeah, I know the guy. I mean. Okay, well, um, there's a guy who's an actual NASA scientist who apparently advised Nolan on all of that sort of science. That's cool. um, so that that's really interesting. But that's like a very ambitious film and, and dealing with like concepts of relativity and, um, you know, the way that time and gravity interplay with each other. Yeah. And I admire that he is able to make a three-hour mainstream, I mean, quote mainstream, but, you know, like wide-release film um, that is both rooted in character, understandable character drama, but also wildly sort of ambitious at a conceptual level. And even things like Inception, that's a really complex idea and it ambitious is. premise. And, and he has the ability to do that sort of stuff and maintain an understandable, clear narrative amongst it. Yeah. Uh, even his, what are the films that he did before... He became kind of a mainstream. So before the um the Batman's, he did things like Memento. Was uh, that Chris Nolan? Yeah. Um, what was the other one he did? The Prestige. I did like that film. Yeah. So he's had a pretty. Um, well, apparently, um, Steven Soderbergh um, got Nolan that sort old of his start because uh, he did Memento. And it was at a festival and um, no one ever, like, no, everyone was like, it's really good, but we're not going to pick this up. And Steven Soderbergh basically said, if no one is picking up Chris Nolan's memento, then as far as I'm concerned, independent film is dead in this country. And so finally, 
I think Fox Searchlight, Searchlight or something picked it up and um, gave him his start, basically. So he did Memento and then and then he did the Batman's. Yeah, Batman Straight Begins into Prestige. It. Yeah. I haven't gone back to Batman Begins. Have you? Not in a while. I have. I've seen it more than once, but I not for a while. I played the game. Really? Yeah. I think. The latest Batman games are quite good. Yeah. But they're not. They weren't Batman Begins. What about you? Um, film maker that you take inspiration from? So I love the Finch. Sorry, one last thought before we get onto that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I want to talk about that as well. But Hans Zimmer's score for Interstellar okay. is amazing. Yeah. And it's got. Um, it's massive bit... organ like bass to it like right. really like um, you know uh, it's orchestral church organ blares okay. and everything it's really kind of cool because the temptation to score that film like a, about spaces to do it like electronic yeah um, and kind of spacey and stuff and I guess that's t- I'm just a sucker for it yeah but I guess it's kind of tiring well, it's the... nice to hear it orchestrated I mean, orchest- orchestrated scores are just like classic, and uh, Nolan strikes me as some guy who just like loves classic well, film. Yeah. And I've heard him talking about when his dad took him to see two thousand one. Yeah. And he was just like, "Well, this is this is what it's all about now." The um, the profile that I read about him said that when uh, Christopher Nolan spoke to Hans Zimmer, he uh, basically said, "Can I?" get one day's work from you and I'll send you one page of a script and I want you to just look at it and, and think, you know, just write some sort of stuff and then at the end of the day I'll just take that and go off and pitch my movie. And so he sent a one-page sort of um, little snippet of drama, you know, the Matthew McConaughey f- family and son stuff that was, um, uh, was all that he got sent. And so Hans Zimmer wrote a very small-scale little beautiful you know um have you heard theme and then what he actually said later when he contracted Hans Zimmer to do the score for the whole film is like well that's the theme that I want that sort of really emotional core to it but we're actually doing a massive scale Ah. sci-fi picture so take that and use that as the emotional heart and don't go for bombastic huge kind of thing which is really cool Hans Zimmer does all of his films he does right? every like everything every Nolan film uh, he maybe. definitely did uh, Hans Zimmer Inception. scored everything you should be able to find um, find his name there I'd be interested to see what he's done because he's done like hundreds of films uh, let's see would it have it in the cast um, it would be somewhere uh, specs I don't like that it's not just type Hans up the top and it'll Soundtrack. No. Interesting. H A N S Zim. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. He's, okay. Yeah, he's just done like everything. The Lion King. The Lion Transformers. King. Transformers. Oh, he did Beyond Two Souls. Well, he does a lot of work. He does a he? lot. Busy boy, Sherlock isn't Home, he? Dark Knight, Iron Man. Frost Nixon. Prestige. Cool. Yeah, Curious George. Like Great. Oh. Um, but yeah, sorry. Uh, Fincher. Fincher's probably my favourite at the moment. No, that's not true. Paul Thomas Anderson has made the most 
the richest films, mm-hmm. I think, recently. And I'm so excited for Boogie Nights. I can't wait. Boogie so, Nights? Mm. Oh, no. fuck. Um, Inherent Vice. Inherent Vice. Because he hasn't done any comedy since Boogie Nights. Yeah. Really. Um, so, I don't know. I'm a little disappointed because I do love There'll Be Blood on the Master so much. Mm-hmm. Mm, I but, think he'll... It'll come back to that sort of stuff. I don't think this is like a... Re- no, no, no. I think it's yeah. just another... Fa- and he did Punch Drunk Love, which was really, really nice as well. Um, but I, lo- I love... Yeah, scores are a big part for me. And usually... Usually the... Um, the reason why I like a score is probably the, the movie helps that a lot because I, I don't really have many scores that I listen to of bad movies or movies that I don't like. So, yeah. Um, but <laughs> the score to, it, um, it is, the it score is. to Step Brothers is surprisingly very good. Yeah. You said that that was John, John Brion. John Brion, yeah. The, um, it is funny that you say that because most bad movies have bad scores and you can have a good movie with a bad score, but it's rare it, to find ooh. a bad movie with a good score. Yes. Uh, and vice versa, I would say. It's rare to find a good movie with a bad score. I think they're very much related. I mean, you can't really go wrong. It doesn't seem like uh, composers do bad work. Like, once you find a good one, like, (laughs) they don't really have, like, a bad... No one's like, oh, that was a bad score. No one ever really says that. It's because they they kind of fly under the radar a little bit. You can probably get away with a bit more. Well, you're right. They're not even consciously recognised most of the time. Yeah. Well, people don't don't think about this. Trent Reznor's score for Gone Girl is phenomenally good. And I really think you should listen to it. Mm. Um, Ben Affleck was talking about uh, his love of social network. and And he said that he thinks the Trent Reznor score for... Uh, and Atticus Ross, I should yeah. say, um, was the best score of the last decade, uh, including Gone Girl, which is... Well, <laughs> yeah. Did um, you um, like the soundtrack to The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo as well? I only recently downloaded it, oh, um, so I've been making my way through it. Yeah. Doesn't, it's not as striking to me, mm. but the film wasn't as well, so that maybe plays into it as well. Yeah. But John, John Brion's score for the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind it's amazing. is weird and like incredibly beautiful in places as well. Yeah. That that phone call, that, that, that track called Phone Call. Right, yeah. But he has some really, yeah. It's, uh, it's nice to kind of like listen to scores and go about your hmm. daily business. Yeah. And you can just live inside your own kind of movie in a way. Well, we're also seeing... Um because video games are becoming so large-scale productions these days. Um, a, a lot of amazing music is now being done, like, fully orchestrated for games, and often so much more than you'd get in a movie, because yeah. a movie's two hours long. You know, a game could be 15, 50 hours long, you know? Well, you showed me Journey. Journey, was which was beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. That score won a Grammy, you know? Um, yeah. And it is... You'd almost play that game... I didn't really care much for the game. The movements were nice. Yeah. It was it was more like a kind of interacting interactive iTunes visualizer. It's experiential. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's a challenge or anything like that. But the um I love like I would have more game soundtracks on my computer than I would have film scans. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
What are you? What are you? Some of some of your faves, man. There's some I of your faves, man. Uh, I mean, some of the early stuff is um, still has that massive nostalgia um, aspect, it, you know, because the actual quality of the music is basically MIDI, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but early games like the Metroid themes or um, even the later ones of those which are more orchestrated are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the Mario games these days are all fully orchestrated and the Zelda titles are um, very impressive in that regard. So there's just a lot of really um, cool opportunities for composers to now do proper like orchestral work um, where before it would have to be a movie. That is an unfortunate pose. <laughs> what is that? Where did you where did you pull that from? That's comfortable. <laughs> I just thought you're doing classic playgirl pose. <laughs> just while you're talking, seriously. So lean over, stare in my eyes, just one leg up and arm so, on the uh, knee. What were you saying about? Uh... Good God. Yeah. You yeah. just come on, come on. My eyes are up here. It's probably the subject. <laughs> Probably the subject that you don't like. You don't don't put much effort in when it's not yours, do you? <laughs> well, we're right, yeah. Let's let's talk about something else. Well, oh, shit. Oh, sorry. That's why you shouldn't pose like a playgirl. <laughs> we're at thirty-five minutes anyway, so we're pretty close to. <laughs> oh, we did it! We got rid of it. We got rid of it. This is terrible. Um. um oh, fuck off. Oh, fuck yes, off. it was. I'm just being defensive. <laughs> Oh, man. What, uh, anything interesting happened this week? Well, we didn't even get to science news. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Maybe there was painless. It brings so many changes. And I it was could there. It's right there. I could if I don't... don't know what the last bit was. Okay. That's, uh... It's not there. Okay, it's not there. Doesn't matter. Science news. Yeah, science news. So, science news this Fictional week. Fictional science news. Oh, don't say that. It's going to be real science well, well, isn't it? Science. In science news this week. All right, do the jingle. Science news. It's a beep-bop, Good. In science news this week, we discovered that frogs have four legs. Four <laughs> legs. Wow. And one of them... Is a fake leg. <laughs> they used to distract the other frogs. Yes. Um, other science news. Uh, four of every six species of dolphins are rapists. Wow. That sounds true, though. I think Do- six, dolphins. Everyone's I think like, dolphins are so smart. Yeah. Dolphins are seedy as fuck. Yeah. They fuck each other in the brain. Yeah. That's, that's some hardcore shit. Yeah. They got really like, kind of creepy. If you ever look at a dolphin's eyes, they have creepy eyes, man. I look into a dolphin's eyes frequently, and I think... <laughs> <laughs> I know what they're thinking, and it's thinking, I want to fuck you in the brain. Nice skull, and I'm just man. like, you're, you're not getting out of that tank, mister. They have, like... If you're going to fuck me in the brain, you're not getting out of that bits. tank. Okay. <laughs> That's a Call me off action. You know, we should, we should tell the story of what we did this afternoon before we started the podcast. <laughs> okay. We, uh... I was not joking, by the way. I know you weren't joking. So, Michael was sitting down having lunch today. Well, brunch. And... Correct. Michael sits down and says... I didn't say. Yes, he says. I didn't say. Well... I, had, I was... You delegated the same. You were told... I was told that... 
I wanted to get a pet octopus. <laughs> True. This is actually the conversation that we had. I know that sounds like the kind of ridiculousness that we were just spitballing, but yes. Well, I had you a dream. You said you wanted to get a pet octopus. I had a dream on Monday night. I woke up and I had... I was bitterly disappointed that I didn't have a pet octopus in my life. And then I started thinking about, like, how I could make it possible. Mm. Like, Which I know I, it's a bit out there, but... I respect that. I could... I was... I spent the whole day not working at work and Googling how to... How I could make this dream a reality. <laughs> yeah. So, I spoke to one of the guys at work and he said, I've got a guy who has, like, a bunch of tanks and stuff. He could... I could get you one for real cheap. And I was like, I asked him if it was legal and stuff. He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure octopus is legal. You can do it. <laughs> so I Googled it. And there's a quite a few articles on why you shouldn't have an octopus. So I just skipped those. <laughs> um, what and are some of the reasons you shouldn't have an octopus? You could die from one. Really? Yeah. From blue just, ring. Like, crawl out and like, you wouldn't get a blue ring octopus. That's what most people get. Really? Yeah. Because the other ones are too small and just like boring. Blue rings are small. Whatever. They're colorful got blue in them Mm. um and who wants an octopus that can't kill you (laughs) yeah um and then i just became obsessed with the idea over the course of the week and uh eleanor was weirdly supportive but i think she knew i'd just run out of steam (laughs) and i i only ran out of steam at about 1 30 today (laughs) 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 when we went to the aquarium and there was like a tiny fish for like uh, you know sixty dollars, and the aquariums were very expensive. And then there was all this kind of like I had no idea. I've barely even seen a fish for tank, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, this you have to filter stuff." I'm like, what the fuck is that? And they're like little, and they're walking past like the rack where they have like little parts that you can replace, and they're like forty dollars. I'm just like, "Oh, you know what? You know what?" I'll just... If I can't wing it with an octopus, I just don't even want it at all. What's the difference? I'm sure there's, like, a loop video. You know how you can get those things that you put in your TV with, like, a fireplace? Like a DVD? Yeah. You could just put it on there. It'd be put, the same thing, wouldn't it? Just watch, watch an octopus documentary. An octopentary. Might just look into that. A, do- <laughs> a doco octopus. Not a documentary, like just like an aquarium one. Oh, there's an aquarium one, dude. There's we can find we can find a screensaver for you. <laughs> well, that's all I really wanted. If I think about it, <laughs> now that I think about it, I just want to look at an octopus. I mean, it's probably going to be a lot cheaper to buy a DVD, yeah, of an aquarium than get an actual aquarium. So, but we did go to a real aquarium. We did go to an aquarium. Today. I was hoping that you'd ask the guy about octopuses, but I don't think you did. I didn't. I was too overwhelmed. There were all these people. He, he was, was on. Busy he, he was on. Place. He was understand. on the phone and stuff. Just like people ringing up, going, "So what's what's happening with my fish tank?" And he's like giving all this advice. I'm just like, I have no business being in the store. Yeah. Let alone actually purchasing something that they don't have and would probably have to import. Yeah. So, uh, I'm just gonna. Yeah. And I would have think if there was like a market for octopuses, they would have been front and center in that store because what a selling point. Come here and get an octopus. None of this shitty little shrimp stuff. You could buy shrimp. Yeah. Fucking shrimp. Wouldn't you love to have an octopus? Like, would... I don't think I would. Fascinated by him. Yeah. Cephalopods, Nick. Okay. Cephalopods. Okay. Do that bit you were doing before. 
about the cephalopiles. Cephalopods. Pedophiles. Hey, Nick, what kind of creatures do you like? I like centipedes and millipedes. What? That? You do the punchline. I I guess I'm a bit of a pedophile. Oh, that's Uh, not what that means. Yeah. Well, that's been forty-one and a half minutes. Of that last pain. five minutes was good. That was though, good. Man. We can edit that. We good. can edit that earlier. Keep people enthralled. Uh, impression of the week. Impression of the week. Don't have one. Don't have one. <laughs> no impression of the week. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I'm sorry, everybody. Maybe next Fuck. week we'll get it right. No. Um, no. No. Make us look weak. Make us look As weak. A team. I think it shows we apologize trust all the time. in our audience that we can be honest with them and admit when things didn't work out. I don't want to be honest with them. You rarely are, so you've got not much to worry about there. Okay. Um, yeah. Facebook.com slash deep4. Thank you for those of you that liked us this week. That was nice. We, yeah. We do it. It went up, it went up 300% up, this week. Up, heading up They're to the triple digits now, so that's Getting closing there. there. What's going to happen then? We'll probably have one more digit. <laughs> um, then, uh, then you could uh, follow us on the tweets at tweets.com slash Do we have those? Yeah. Every now and then. Email us in, Deepfort.podbean.com. That's where our website is. That's where all the podcasts are, if you want to go to that. And then, uh, Deepfort like, at gmail.com. Yeah, that's the one if you want to send us an email. Or on iTunes, rate us in stars. Oh, gosh, you just fucking lost it. I lost it. All right, go oh. home and get some rest or... I'm going to go have a bath. Yeah, gross. Have a good week, peeps. Adios. Hola. Bye.